Berlioka. There was once upon a time an old man and an old woman, and they had two orphan grandchildren so lovely, gentle, and good, that the old man and the old woman could not love them enough. The old man once took it into his head to go out into the fields with his grandchildren to look at the peas, and they saw that their peas were growing splendidly. The old man rejoiced at the sight with his grandchildren, and said, Well, now, you won't find peas like that in the whole world. By and by we'll make kissel out of it, and bake us some pea cakes. And next morning the grandfather sent the eldest grandchild, and said, Go and drive away the sparrows from the peas. The grandchild sat down beside the peas, shook a dry branch, and kept on saying, Wish! Wish! Sparrows, ye have pecked at grandfather's peas till you re quite full. And all at once she heard a rumbling and a roaring in the wood, and Verlioka came, huge of stature, with one eye, a hooked nose, ragged stubbly hair, mustaches half an a long, swine's bristles on his head, hobbling on one leg, in a wooden boot, leaning on a crutch, grinding all his teeth, and smiling. He went up to the pretty little grandchild, seized her and dragged her away with him behind the lake. The grandfather waited and waited, but there was no grandchild, and he sent his young grandson after her. Verlioka walked off with him also. The grandfather waited and waited, and said to his wife, How very late our grandchildren are. I suppose they are running about there and idling their time away, or catching starlings with some lads or other, and meanwhile the sparrows are looting our peas. Go along, old woman, and teach them sense. The old woman rose from the stove, took her stick from the corner, gave the pasties another turn, went away and never came back. As soon as Verlioka saw her in the field, he cried, What dost thou want here, old hag? Hast thou come hither to shell peas? Then I'll make thee stand here among the peas for ever and ever. Then he set to work belaboring her with his crutch, till little by little her very soul oozed out of her, and she lay upon the field more dead than alive. The grandfather waited in vain for his grandchildren and his old wife, and began to scold at them, Where on earth have they got to? Said he, Tis a true saying that a man must expect no good from his ribs. Then the old man himself made his way to the peas, and saw the old woman lying on the ground in such a battered condition that he scarcely knew her, and of his grandchildren there was no trace. The grandfather cried aloud, picked up the old woman, dragged her home by degrees, gradually brought her to with a little cold water, and she opened her eyes at last and told the grandfather who it was that had beaten her so, and dragged her grandchildren away from the field. The grandfather was very wroth with Berlioka and said, This is too much of a joke. Wait a bit, friend, we also have arms of our own. Look to thyself, Berlioka, and take care that I don't twist thy mustaches for thee thou hast done this thing with thy hand, thou shalt pay for it with thy head. And as the old grandmother did not hold him back, the grandfather seized his iron crutch and went off to seek Verlioka. He went on and on till he came to a little pond, and in the pond was swimming a bobtailed drake. He saw the grandfather and cried, Tack, tack, tack. Live for a hundred years, old grandad. I have been waiting here for thee a long time. Hail to thee also, Drake. Why hast thou been awaiting me? Well I know that thou art in quest of thy grandchildren, and art going to Verlioka to settle accounts with him. And how dost thou come to know of this monster? Tack, tack, tack. Screeched the Drake, I have good cause to know him, twas he who docked my tail. Then canst thou show me his dwelling? Tack, tack, tack. Screeched the drake, Here am I but a little tiny bird, but I'll have my tail s worth out of him, I know. Wilt thou go on before and show me the way? I see thou hast a good noddle of thy own, though thou art bobtailed. 
Then the drake came out of the water and climbed up on the bank, waddling from side to side. They went on and on, and they came upon a little bit of cord lying in the road, and it said, Hail, little grandad wise pate. Hail, little cord. Where dost thou dwell, and whither dost thou wander? I live in such and such a place, I am going to pay off Verlioka, he has beaten my old woman and carried off my two grandchildren, and such splendid grandchildren too. Take me that I may help. The grandfather thought, I may as well take it, it will do to hang Verlioka with. Then he said to the little cord, Come along with us, if thou dost know the way. And the little cord wriggled after them just as if it were a little tapering snake. They went on and on, and they saw lying in the road a little watermill, and it said to them, Hail, little grandad wise pate. Hail, little watermill. Where dost thou dwell, and whither dost thou wander? I live in such and such a place, and I am going to settle accounts with Verlioka. Just fancy. He has beaten my old woman and carried off my grandchildren, and such splendid grandchildren too. Take me with thee that I may help and the grandfather thought, the watermill may be of use too. Then the watermill raised itself up, pressed against the ground with its handle, and went along after the grandfather. Again they went on and on, and in the road lay an acorn, and it said to them in a little squeaky voice, Hail, Grandad Longnose. Hail, Oaky Acorn. Whither art thou striding away like that? I'm going to beat Berlioka, dost know him? I should think I did, take me with thee to help. But how canst thou help? Don't spit in the well or thou wilt have to drink up the water thyself. The grandfather thought to himself, I may as well let him go. So he said to the acorn, Roll on behind then. But that was a strange rolling, for the acorn leapt to its feet and frisked along in front of them all. And they came into a thick forest, a forest most drear and dreadful, and in the forest stood a lonely little hut oh. So lonely. There was no fire burning in the stove, and there stood there a fermenty pottage for six. The acorn, who knew what he was about, immediately leapt into the pottage, the little cord stretched itself out onto the threshold, the grandfather placed the little watermill on the bench, the drake sat upon the stove, and the grandfather himself stood in the corner. Suddenly he heard a crashing and a trembling in the wood, and Verlioka came along on one leg, in a wooden boot, leaning on his crutch and smiling from ear to ear. Verlioka came up to the hut, threw down some firewood on the floor, and began to light the fire in the stove. But the acorn who was sitting in the pottage fell a singing. P, P, P. To beat Verlioka come we. Verlioka flew into a rage and seized the pot by the handle, but the handle broke, and all the pottage was scattered over the floor, and the acorn leapt out of the pot and flipped Verlioka in his one eye so that it was put out entirely. Verlioka fell a shrieking, fought about the air with his arms, and would have made for the door, but where was the door? He could not see it. Then the little cord wound itself about his legs and he fell on the threshold, and the little watermill on the top of him off the bench. Then the grandfather rushed out of the corner and pitched into him with his iron crutch, and the drake on the top of the stove screeched with all its might, tack, tack, tack. Pitch into him. Pitch into him. Neither his wrath nor his strength was of any good to Verlioka. The grandfather beat him to death with his iron crutch, and after that, destroyed his hut and laid bare the dungeon beneath it, and out of the dungeon he drew his grandchildren, and dragged all Verlioka's riches home to his old woman. And so he lived and prospered with his old woman and his grandchildren, and plucked and ate his peas in peace and quietness. So there's a skaska for you and I deserve a cake or two also. End of story Verlioka
This episode is also available as a blog post, Look Food and Cook. Order Russian Fairy Tales ebook at https colon slash slash Wish you have a nice day.